Well, hello again, folks, and welcome to the show, Exile Minds Podcast with Liam Martin. So, welcome, episode number six. Hope you've had a nice day. And yeah, yeah, I've got some new graphics and stuff going on for those that you can watch on video, you can watch on YouTube. So, yeah, I'm just messing about with that, still uh, trying to get the, the show set up the way I want it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, just some fancy stuff on the graphics to make it a bit more interesting for if you if you're watching a video version of it but yeah welcome everybody uh today's show say episode number six exile minds podcast we're gonna have a look at um monsters of the world real bogus or something in between hey okay. monsters monsters and ghosts and aliens you know ufos something I used to read about as a kid but i've not but i've you know when it comes to things like ghosts and monsters, I've not really done it as an adult. You know, I've done a lot of science stuff, so ended up looking into particle physics and things that I'm interested in and, you know, all the space stuff. So doing the aliens thing with that, it's like, yeah, that kind of, it's, you know, it's an easy leap. But with the with the other sides, there's so many things to investigate. This is the thing. And there's so many things to deep dive into. So I thought, well, for this episode, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a look at monsters. Because I don't really know much about that. I've heard some of the mythological stuff, but I don't really know a lot about it. So I thought, I know, let's do a show about that and see what mind-blowing things I've got. Because I've never really looked at it, so I don't know what's there. So I thought, what we'll do this week, we'll take a look at this, have a bit of a showcase of some legendary creatures from all over the world that have been uh, reported in the in the air, in the sea, and on the land. So... As I've not, so I've not really researched into cryptozoology, so I thought I'd have a look at a whole bunch of them. Then that helps me get a bit of an overview and get familiar with the with the topic, kind of with the, some of the listeners. If you've not, if you've not really looked into it, but if you have, then you'll you know, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, I've heard of this one. So let's see what which ones you've heard of, because I've got to be honest, I haven't heard of most of these. So yeah, yeah, this is what we'll do. Try the new video stuff. I can share my screen now, and I've figured out how to do that stuff. So. For the video version, I'll uh, I'll share some stuff live. Guess try and get some pictures of these things. So yeah, so first of all, then for to start with, because um, there's been because I, I live on an island, you know. So uh, Britain's famously had to sort of build ships and be good with navies and stuff to sort of get back, you know, do trade with people. So we've got a lot of uh, sea monster stories, you know, coming from England, Ireland, and Scotland. So I thought it would be interesting to go through a bit of an A to Z of some of these uh, these mythical sea monster stories. Because, uh, of course, you know, we do get, there are giant squid. You know, you do get, you know, massive sea life. It's a bit of a mysterious thing this is, isn't it? You know, a bit scary down there, all dark and stuff. You don't know what's lurking. So I was thinking it is anyway. So, yeah, let's, let's have a look. Let's have a look at this, some of these uh, sea creatures there. And see what we got. We'll go for the the water ones first, and then we'll do the flying ones, and then uh, and we'll see where we go from there. Okay, so this I mean, there's this tons. I didn't realise just how many like monsters and accounts of stuff there are. So here, though, just in just in water ones in sea monsters. Okay, got a big list of monsters, and starting with with A. I'll try and blast through some of these as quick as possible. Have a little see what comes up. But yeah, there's a, there's, a Wel- there's a Welsh one from Celtic folklore. It's one called the Athank. It's said to have originated in a, in a you know in a lake, and it's a, like a, a sort of demonic lake monster from Welsh mythology. So it hutches on all fours. Looks something like the spawn of a crocodile and a beaver. So I thought, oh, that's 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 a bit of a weird uh, that's a weird monster sea creature thing, a crocodile and a beaver. But that sounds strange, man. That sounds that sound weird. But yeah, if I just blast through some of these and then I'll stick some pictures up to what we got. So yeah, so that's for the, for the A's. There's a Welsh one for the A's. There's also, I thought this was quite interesting as well, The um, there's one in Acadian mythology. So this one's going really, really far back. And they've got um, this demigod from, so from Acadian mythology. It's like a hybrid. It's called... Um, Apkulu sounds a bit like one of those Lovecraft things, but Ap Apkalu. Now Apkalu was described as being some kind of hybrid. It was a contorted manfish, but it was associated with wisdom. 
I thought that's interesting. I wonder if it's a bit like uh, the mermaids, the merfolk. I thought with it making a point of saying it's associated with wisdom. I thought, mm, I wonder if there's some symbology there with the water and, and whatnot. But yeah, anyway. So let's see what else we've got. We've got um, in, in medieval times, we've got the Aspido Celloni, gargantuan sea creature that is usually described as a kind of sea turtle. This came up a few times. It says it's a sea turtle with a shell that's so large to sailors it appears in a, as an island, you know. And, I, and this came up a few times with different names. This massive sea turtle just kept popping up. And it says that, uh, well, this one here, it says that uh, the sailors would, they would land on the, on the island, you know, not knowing it was a beast and they would overturn and gobble them all up, you know. This enormous beak it says flip over, and there's just a big mouth there. <laughs> yeah. Sounds a bit fantastical, but I mean, just try and imagine if that, that oh man, if that shit happened, <laughs> say for days or weeks or months, you think, yeah, I've got to land, and then it starts moving, just suddenly throws you in the air, and there's, there's a mouth waiting for you. <laughs> That'd be nuts, but yes, some of course, but yeah, that, that one came up the big sea turtle. It made me wonder about this idea of a, as a TV show, Lost, and the island sort of like gets lost. Once you go on, you can't find it, and people trying to get onto it. It's, but yeah, I thought these the mysterious island myths. You know, maybe it's maybe it's them. Maybe it's a massive creature. I just thought it was an island. You know, <laughs> guess you're wondering about this stuff. But anyway, moving on. Let's get through some of these. So, uh, sea creatures uh, from Irish mythology, beginning with B. So there's the that's, uh, in Irish mythology, this is one of the most feared beasts for the Irish fishermen. They call it the beast with the black head. It was a serpentine, eel, dragon-like thing that lurked deep in the ocean. In old Irish fables, they were described as living in sea caves. This, um, uh, sort of more near to a Spanish head beyond the southern reaches of the Isle of Man. So they've got a specific location for it, you know. So it makes you wonder if uh, they're getting specific with where it lives and stuff. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe it's an extinct animal or just misidentified something, you know. But yeah, anyway, another one, another one from uh, the Celtic mythology, from Scotland this time. We've got um, another one beginning with B for the water creatures. We've got, uh, I thought this sounded kind of cool, the boobery. Boobery, I never heard of the boobery. It just sounded a bit like one of the, like the boogeyman kind of thing. I thought that caught my attention and I saw a description and it says that uh, the boobery from Scottish mythology is a, is a mythical shapeshifter said to prey on livestock and swim in the locks of Scotland's west coast. Usually it takes the form of a giant water bird, similar to the, the great orc. So, so yeah, it's just a water bird. That's a weird and shapeshifter as well. You know, it's... But that's, that was an interesting one, the boobery. It kind of sounds a bit ominous as well, the boobery. I like that name. I like that name. Yeah, there's another one quicker uh, from, from Italy, just before we move on from the bees. We've got uh, the border. In Italian mythology, the legendary border witch is a, is a blindfolded uh, woman, basically. She, she haunts the bogs and swamps and marshlands. And, and it says here that she also sometimes uh, she strays into ponds and canals. And it's, uh, and it's uh, the, the parents used to use conjure their imaginations up with this 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 woman to ward the children away from potential water dangers. So that might just be a, you know one of my wives' tales just made up to tell kids to stay away from the water. But yeah, for that, that's kind of a, that's an interesting one, a wandering lady sort of thing that she like a witch, the border witch. She's blindfolded. Thought that was interesting. I wonder if that's a symbolic of something. Like, you keep your eyes open and don't go into the water hazard, you know, because you'd be blind to not see that that's stupid to fall down there and kind of, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, guess, guess, guess you're thinking. That's the, well, that's the point of all this stuff, you know. Guess they get the old cogs going around in the head thing. And it keeps you, yeah, it keeps you good for old ages. Or keep, you, keep your brain exercising and use it or lose it, as they say. 
yeah, keep, keep brain exercise, I always think. But anyway, moving on quickly, blast through some of these sea monsters, uh, A to Z. Going to see in Greek mythology, we've got a uh, Cetus. Okay, it says the the word the word Cetusian is derived from the ancient Greek term Cetus or Seti. They're regarded as serpent fish, again similar to eels. Makes you wonder about when, you know, because um, you get that like stars named Alpha Seti spelled C-E-T-I. So mm, I wonder if that's a, a, a reference to the fish. Serpent fish. We've got a serpent fish similar to eels, but then in my head, it, I'm sure it triggers something with uh, the Dogon. The Dogon people, don't they have a dog, they worship dog star Sirius, and then we're supposed to be fish people. I'm not sure about that. Dogon tribe. Hmm. Maybe there's maybe there's some kind of link in here. You know. I'm just gonna go quickly Google it. Okay, so Nomo. Oh this one came what was one of the mythology things. Yeah, so I think this in the Nomo the Numo or Nomo are, are the primordial ancestral spirits in Dogon religion and cosmology. Okay, referred to as uh, demi-deities, venerated by the Dogon people of Mali. The word nomos uh, comes from a Dogon word meaning to make one drink. The nomos are usually described as amphibious. Oh yeah, fish-like creatures. Okay, so yeah. So that's interesting. That's interesting, This the word seti. I know, I know the... In this case, it was a. Uh, it's serious, but yeah, it's funny how these things link together, isn't it? You know, so we just had a live one there, a live link with uh, just the word Cetus from this uh, Greek Greek mythology monster. You know, being shaped like an eel, calling it like a serpent fish, and then oh, remember a previous one? It said the fish, the fishman might be a symbol of wisdom. As well, so maybe that's the Dogon people, the fish man. Ah, some of these things come together, you see. But yeah, it's what it says. Cetus was a, a monstrous sacrifice. He used to take sacrifices. He was one of those characters, you know, in stories of, uh, of Perseus and Heracles, both of whom slew his long face to save the respective lovers. Okay, okay. What about the both? Okay, so maybe there's more than one of them, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> so fish people, uh, they're moving from the sea, so there's, there's a ton of them here, there's a bunch of them, there's the uh, Cherubdis, the Chessy, Cthulhu, Cthulhu, but that's a fictional, fictional one there, it's not from, uh, that's the Lovecraft stuff, isn't it, Cthulhu? That was a little bit. Got, I thought that was interesting. He got a, he got a mention though. So shout out to HP Lovecraft and the Night Stalker. <laughs> yeah, his mate of mine loves Lovecraft and stuff. In fact, you can follow the Night Stalker actually. Links in the description. He's a smart guy, smart cookie. But anyway, yeah, it's moving on. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, since there's so many, let's have another one beginning with C. So this one's uh, got a, a weird name. The, the Koi Koi Vilu. Okay, this is... Um, got a... Uh, the Mapuche god of water is a snake-like South American sea dweller, a supreme master of the oceans. It was also a central figure referred to in the Machubi flood myth, when when battling mythical snakes supposedly shaped the topography of southern Chile. So Chile's south part is shaped because of fight Godzilla-like fights with giant snakes. <laughs> <laughs> thrashing around creating mountains I guess that would be crazy I'd like to see that fight <laughs> anyway anyway it's moving on so D sea creatures mythical monsters D Irish folklore there's one called the Dabachu Dabachu spelled D-O-B-H-A-R hyphen C-H-U with a little accent okay so so water hound fish hound fish Dogfish. Okay, with a, it says a waterhound fish with a little sprinkle of otter genes thrown in for good measure. This strange prowling creature was described in all Irish stories as King Otter. Ah, and then actually, there's one of that. There's a 
dog terrible dog fish it mentions fictional fictional character so we'll just skip past that one for the d's the next one in a uh, cryptozoology we've got uh something known as the globster which uh we, we sometimes i think that's a bit of a generic name though because sometimes a lot of things get washed up on the uh, from the oceans you get them on the beaches and we're not like sometimes it's sort of you know like a decomposed whale if it's been decomposing for a while you know bones wash up bits of flesh on it you don't necessarily know what these things are because they're kind of not weird so that the globster is uh, one of these washed you know usually a washed up carcass it's it's like usually like a kind of bleached organic mass you know and because they're not instantly recognizable you know it gets you wondering what they are and people try and back engineer in their mind what it could have been and and stuff but some of the some of them do look strange though <laughs> really strange it's like hard to identify what it could have been so it makes you yeah so again it's more food for thought see some of these strange things you can look them up on browsers look at these globsters or just put you know strange creatures washed up there's, there's tons of them tons of weird stuff man and like i say we've we haven't explored much of the oceans at all, so it's, you know you don't know what's down there. And I think that's part of why, um, with these, you know, the sailor stories and these mythological creatures, I think that's that's why it's probably even more scary because it is you really don't know what's down there. <laughs> the coffee's and it's you know that unknown thing again. Anyway, moving on, the H's, the classic Greek mythology has got the the hippocamp. This is a winged Greek seahorse. It had an upper body of a horse and the lower body of a fish. Ancient coins depict the god Melkirk riding one of these aquatic steeds accompanied by a, a leaping pod of dolphins. So nice to have dolphin friends, isn't it? While you're riding a giant mythical seahorse creature. That'd be cool. And uh, we're on the H's. Most honourable mention gives the Hydra. As a classic, classic Hydra of all those heads, the now most infamous, I suppose, these days, the Hydra was a four-legged water monster with many heads. In fact, it's got a nice picture, which I might as well sh share the screen here. <laughs> Remember to do it. But yeah, I've got a nice picture of it here. I'll zoom in a little bit. Hydra. I love those black and white sketchy things in the shading. But yeah, yeah, I've got Hydra, multiple heads, well-known these days. So yeah, you cut one off and then it uh, you know, splits, get two more. Yeah, so we've got that, got the Hydra included there. Yeah, serpent-footed giant typhoon lived in the lake of Luna. They had a poisonous breath. Oh, I didn't know that, but he had poisonous breath as well. And blood so deadly, even its scent could kill a human. Wow, that's deadly. Oh, so then you cut its head off. And it gets blood all over you. You can't breathe it in. You've got to make sure you don't get any blood on it. Oh, that's that's well, that makes the the fight harder. That's a bit of a curveball. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Let I so sea creatures. Letter I. That's good for this finish one. Iku Turso. Wonder if I saw that said that right. I'll ask me, mate. Uh, Lily or no? Yeah, but yeah, Iku Turso. And pure evil in the sea, uh, in <laughs> this is not very flattering, but the Finnish say it's a pure evil in sea monster form. This octopus or walrus esque character was the god of both disease and war in Finnish myths. So, this, this is a mean person, yeah, he's an angry guy, angry guy. So, if you see Iku Tusso, say no, not today, I'm not buying that. Go home, you drunk. <laughs> yeah, just send him back in. Of course, we've got the classic Bible story, Jonah and the Whale. You know, so I think we've all heard of that one. So I was inside a whale, although that, that people do get swallowed by whales <laughs> occasionally. Every now and again, like by accident, you know, he's got the mouth open, just, just trying to go for a bait ball of these clusters of fish. Every now and again, there was, you know, a diver got caught recently and then spat back out. But yeah, it was lucky because it, it was whale that's throat wasn't big enough to fit a person down, so that was okay. <laughs> but yep, yeah. right, next one. Norse mythology. So this one's going to be kind of hard to say. It begins with, uh, on the J's now. So it's uh, 
It's uh, Joel Mungandra. Joel Mungandra. The quarrelsome middle child of ice giants. Oh, wow. The quarrelsome middle child of ice giants Loki and Angabra. This creature's circle it circles the oceans around Midgar was hated by four. He is commonly shown eating his tail that is supposedly uh suppose that that when he lets go the world will end. So he's eating his own tail all the time. So if, if it gets bored the world will end, that's crazy. Some mad stuff there. Okay, so what we've got for the K's? For the K's, the Japanese folklore, we've got Kappa. It's a water spirit or water tiger that was notorious, uh, notoriously impish and looks like a cross between a frog and a tiger with a, a turtle carapace, a turtle middle bit, like groin bit. I think that's what that means. Yeah, a frog tiger. Tiger frog style. So I had to do a little cough there. Yeah, Tiger Frog style. Hmm, interesting. I'll have to develop that and then make it my own system. Then I'll be the Grandmaster immediately. <laughs> Yay, that's how you do it. <laughs> okay, move over the Kraken as well with the Ks. So we'll move past the Ks. The Kraken, oh man. Release the Kraken. Everybody knows that one. Well, not everybody, but yeah. It's one of the most famous ones. Giants, giant sprawling squid. Teeth and tentacles equipped for bringing ships down and splintering knees. So from, okay, some are from uh, English mythology. I like this one, the Lady of the Lake. And they've ever heard of the Lady of the Lake is a spirit. So this is a, one of the less scary ones, but then you know, these crazy serpents with loads of heads. But yeah, the Lady of the Lake is a, a pond living enchantress, famously gifting King Arthur with the sword Excalibur, raised Lancelot after his father died. So yeah, we've got the uh, Lady of the Lake story, Excalibur. But we've also got, I, I like these, um, the idea of these, I'll tell you why in a minute, but uh, in Jewish mythology, this next one with the elves before we move on, is a Leviathan. Now I like this, I like this uh, Leviathan idea of a creature because um well it says i'll just read the little extract it says that it's been the leviathan's been the subject of many paintings in old hebrew tales this medieval sea serpent living near Hellmouth or the jaws of hell the word is now used more commonly to refer to whales and other sea monsters of impossible size right but the bit that they miss out said the impossible size you know they say it's a leviathan in place of saying oh it's gargantuan or massive you know but the Leviathans are an interesting um, kind of kind of monster, sea sea monster, so to speak, because this, uh, the Leviathans are, um, in mythology they can carry people. They can be they're almost like submarines, you know. So I think they're a really interesting thing because uh, that yeah, the, from both angles, from what if someone had a submarine way back in the ancient days and someone might think it was a big sea monster you know but on the other hand i wonder if uh you know maybe there's some kind of i'm sure there aren't massive creatures out there that are designed to have to be you know like passenger boats you know but i was but you get it in sci-fi where you get uh ships spaceships that are referred to as uh leviathans and these leviathans can sort of the ships that can be grown, kind of organic, so you grow it like a creature, you know, program the genetics or whatever, you grow it like a creature. And so when you go inside it, you're essentially doing the Jonah and the whale thing. You know, so that's that always a, an interesting idea. So there's a scene in first in the, there's a sci-fi show from way back. It's really kind of corny and uh, a bit weird to watch. It's a very strange show. It was called a Lex, L-E-X-X. I'm pretty sure that was the show. Yeah, and they've got this ship, and it's kind of like an insect almost. But it's like a spaceship, but it's kind of designed a bit like an insect. And, yeah, it's just... And you have to kind of be in a good, on good terms with it emotionally sort of thing. But, yeah, you've got this idea of this leviathans that can kind of grow a kind of creature that's also like a technology, you know. So I just I always thought that was a really interesting concept. So I thought I'd throw that in there while this uh, leviathans come up. 
So anyway, moving on. Of course, we've got Loch Ness Monster. We've all heard of that with elves. So we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll jump past the Loch Ness Monster and we'll go to the M's. Get through this. Uh, get through this uh, list of sea creatures. See what I like, like doing for time. There we go. Um, okay. So yeah, we'll blast through these. Got um. The Makarai in Hindu mythology, taken from Hindu myths as sea creatures, are protectors and, and guardians of the throne entrances and uh, entrance ways into the sacred sites and temples. The Makarai is just a word used to describe an animal-human hybrid that, uh, with a mixed land and animal torso and a, an aquatic lower body, kind of like a mermaid. So they've got the merfolk. Okay, so, and, you know, the, the mermaids and the mermen. In the sort of European folklore stuff, and like I say, we've got Jonah in the Whale, the Moby Dick thing with the Leviathans. I say I think that's particularly cool one that is. So uh, yeah, moving on from the uh, from the Amazon after the macro, we'll get through these a bit faster. Right, we'll go to the Greek uh, mythology. Danaeads, Danaeads uh, were playful nymphs who found the nudist fun by flowing brooks and waterfalls and wells so you can, so that's maybe that's where the nymphomaniac naiads there the playful nymphs all nude <laughs> under waterfalls and stuff so that's an interesting one and uh o for o we've got a cryptozoology one i'd never heard of this uh the, the ogopogo I've heard, I've heard of pogo so I mean, maybe it mixes my brain up. I kind of thought I'd heard of it, but then I've definitely heard of Pogo. So probably, probably getting mixed up. Pogo stick. But yeah, I'll go Pogo. It says, uh, dive deep into British Columbian uh, Lake Okanagan, and you might just hear the muffled singing or native um, Ogopogo monster, the serpent that resides in the unseen depths. So this, that's, uh, that sounds like one of the, the local ones here. Local one to British Columbia to Lake Okanaga. So, yeah, go and check it out if you live there, British Columbia. Go and see if there's a be safe, make sure you've got someone with you, and live stream it if you do get eaten. You know, get a load of hits. <laughs> no, 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 don't go hunting these things, for goodness sake, because what if they're real? Anyway, yeah, uh, um, peas then, move on to the P. Uh, Ponatora. We've got uh, that's in Maori mythology. These they got horrible goblins, Sopanatori, horrible goblins that roam the land beneath the sea and return to the shore in the evening to sleep. Oh, that's 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 weird then. Yeah, they've got to walk around underwater during the day and then come on land to sleep. They're unusual beings and they're harmed by sunlight and a, fr a frog-like image with bulbous eyes and uh, bulging gills. That would be weird to see, man. That would be a frog guy come walking out of the water. <laughs> when he's sunbathing. <laughs> but anyway, okay, moving on. We've got one for Q. In the Inuit mythology, okay, right in the snow there, they got um, not one to discuss before bedtime, but this haunting creature lives between ice flows and, and watches the surface. Oh my goodness. Watches the surface of the world cold abyss but from the cold abyss below it is a, a skeletal green skin a skeletal green skin with long fingers sharp nails so it's like a kind of skeleton green skeleton alien dude maybe it is a, yeah because it's, it's, it's green that's a bit alien i suppose but yeah that's cool i forgot to tell you what it's called for <laughs> q it's called the kalupalik kalupalik the Kalupalik. Kalupalik. Mmm. Okay. The Kalupalik. Long fingers, sharp nails, green skin. Kind of looks like a skeleton. That doesn't sound like fun. I want to meet that, I don't know. Okay. For the R's then, we've got from Slavic mythology, an undead demon or water spirit with long hair, white eyes. It's said there's once with the roam, the dry land, spreading moisture and giving life to crops and fields. So that sounds pretty cool, actually. Yet they were later regarded as evil, unclean spirits and to be feared by all. So I wonder what happened there. You know, 
come into the land uh, the watering crops it sounds like and then suddenly they're bad I don't know what that's about maybe that's worth a deep dive just to look at some Slavic mythology yeah so the Rusalka in Slavic mythology the undead demon the water spirit with a long hair that's hollow white eyes comes waters the land the moisture but they're saying it's evil so I don't know maybe maybe some of you know maybe some of you know your Slavic mythology you know what makes them evil gotta wonder okay moving on quick so next one for the s of this a to z of the water monsters we've got the sirens of greek mythology few can resist the the singing of the sirens the, the dwelling in the sea they've got this amazing singing that draws you in you know these feminine creatures appear as a mirage in storms and often lure sailors to certain doom in it in a, uh, with the T's there, we've got uh, Tiamat. We've got Tiamat from Babylonian mythology. A draconic monster and primordial salt sea goddess who embodies both chaos and the ocean. Tiamat mated with the god of fresh water and in turn created the cosmos. That's quite a big player there, Tiamat. In it, in with the, I was going to say in it number you. <laughs> But yeah, from Japanese uh, legends, we've got uh, Umibozu. Umibozu from uh, Japanese uh, legends is, is a paranormal phenomenon. It's more of a phenomenon than the creature, like a yeah paranormal thing that happens. It says, it says it's more of a, this is more of a sea spirit that has been referenced in multiple sightings by Japanese sailors. It appears when the sea is flat and quickly rolls and stirs the, the ocean causing ships to break apart and sailors to scramble for their lives so that sounds crazy it says i mean that sounds weird some phenomenon it appears when the sea is flat and quickly roils and stirs the ocean causing ships to break apart and sailors to scramble for their lives so i wonder what that is then the umibozu some phenomenon that takes place when it, perhaps the sea goes really still, I don't know, and then it suddenly goes crazy. That sounds weird, man. That sounds really weird. This next one, this is the vampire squid, but this uh, turns out to be one of those real life ones, because some of some of these is the thing. Some of these turn out to be real, you know. This is why you got to look at them. Got to look at this stuff, because this one just, you know, the vampire squid. So you'd be forgiven for thinking this squid belongs to in all, in all the myths as well. They live in the um, in the depths of the waters, have piercing red eyes, and wear a quote unquote cloak, a webbing that runs the runs. They've got like a web between the tentacles, so they're like a regular. You know, you've got the squid and the tentacles, but with webbing in between. So, kind of so it's like having one big back circle wing, I guess. But yeah, yeah, piercing red eyes. That's not. That's never going to be fun to look at, is it? It says in Latin the name means vampire squid from hell. <laughs> yeah, red eyes though. Yeah, well, there's something about the red eyes trope, I guess. But yeah, in it, in it, number Y <laughs> from uh, South American mythology, we've got the Yakomama. This large water snake can grow up to sixty meters in length. And there's an imagined life uh, in the Amazon River Basin, uh, to live in the Amazon River Basin. Local legends describe it as the, the mother of all marine life and created the beast with the ability to suck up any passing life within 100 paces. That's crazy. Okay. So 100 paces. I don't know. That's at least a foot. That's got to be 800 feet then. At least, I, I think. I would say that's fair enough. 100 feet away. Wow. It's quite a distance, actually. No wonder you're not going to get a picture of that because nobody's safe who goes anywhere near it. Okay, and for Zed, for the water monsters, we've got one from West Africa. Last but not least, the Zinkibaru. The Zinkibaru is said to lurk in the rivers and lakes of West Africa, namely the Niger River. These deadly water spirits are blind and but capable of commanding fish. They're referred to in the tales 
told by the Songhai Zambian tribes. So all over the world, water creatures, even let's say Zambia, I think, oh, you know, these jungle places and that, but yeah, river monsters. And you think about that, I always think, oh yeah, sea monsters, but yeah, river monsters, big lakes and lake monsters as we've seen. So yeah, there's, there's tons of them. So there's absolutely tons of them. I was amazed. I was amazed how many there were. So that's a bunch of water monsters. We'll have a look at um, some of these uh, flying monsters. And yeah, I'll, I'll share the screen on this one as well because we've got some pictures here. So let's have a look. So, I mean, there's, there's absolutely tons of them. Tons of them. So have a look at, have a look at just flick some of the pictures up for those of you looking at the video. So we've got angels, we've heard of angels. Okay, supernatural beings who who is a who are God servants according to various religions, you know, come and sort of help me out and stuff. Although if you watch Midnight Mass, there's a TV show about about um yeah, Father Paul. Uh yeah, he gets into some trouble, he thinks he's met an angel and kind of tries to introduce it to town, turns out to me is it an angel? Yeah, no spoilers. But yeah, midnight mass. Check it out. Is it angel? Maybe not angel in that. Um, and the, okay, so so on the on the bees, then we've got basilisks. They're quite a well known one. Oh, they're into an image this time for the basilisks. But yeah, in the European in European legends, these are supposed to be reptiles that um, reputed reputed to be the serpent king, and they can cause death with a single glance. So it's one of them. Like we've heard of this other reptiles. We've heard the medusa. The Medusa with a snake for hit snakes for here could turn men to stone. With this one there with the basilisk, it was actually just forget skip the stone bit, just die just from a single look, you know. And so for C we've got this you know, nice picture. I'll zoom in a bit here for for the video. So the next one is the the cockatrice. So we can move up a little bit higher. There we go. Yeah, the cockatrice. See, I've never even heard of any of these ones. The cockatrice is a mythical beast, essentially a two-legged dragon or serpent-like creature with a rooster's head, described by Lawrence Briner in an anonym in the drama and poetry of the Elizabethans. It was featured prominently in English thought and myth through the centuries. So yeah, I mean, to me that kind of looks a bit like a, with having the rooster head and the wings, it kind of reminds me a bit of a, a bit of a griffin. I've seen the, it's the griffin. In fact, the griffin's mentioned here, so we'll, now I've mentioned it, we'll, we'll uh, give me a quick look. Yeah, the griffin is a legendary creature, the body, tail, and back legs of a lion the head and wings of an eagle. Okay, so he's got the body of a lion, the wings of an eagle. But this uh, cockatrice. More, but it's probably have the rooster wings then. That's a tough one, man. So there's some weird, some of these strange creatures. But anyway, moving on. So these, we've got dragons, of all heard of dragons, I'm sure, and the devil. I think most, most people done that, but the djinn, so they don't get that much, uh, well, I suppose more these days get more credit, but yeah, the, the djinn, so dragons and devils are well known, but we've got the djinn as in beginning with D, D-J-I-N-N. -N. It's not cheating that there is spellings like that. So on the Ds, we can have the djinn, the romanticized djinn, or, or the romanticized the genie. Some, some think this, this is the same sort of people, you know, the djinn are the genies of, of the stories, you know, rub the lamp, get the wishes and that. Although some would argue completely different, completely different things, but it says yeah, remind size of the genie, supernatural creatures in early pre-Islamic Arabian and later um, Islamic mythology and theology. So it's in the it's in the Middle Eastern religions. Like humans, they are created with fitra, born as believers, but their attitude depends on whether they accept God's guidance. So I suppose maybe that's why maybe some of them get trapped then as like a punishment okay uh, with other flying creatures I wanted to mention uh, elementals because uh, you get these 
you get these elemental creatures and they come up because I did a show on alchemy before um, this one in previous episode and these elementals come up as as um as a kind of as a mainstay as part of Paracelsius so in the in the alchemy episode previous episode mentioned um, that this is where a lot of chemistry is coming out of off of the back of um, well chemistry comes from alchemy it's thought to be you know sorting out the bits of it that work so alchemy is basically what we discovered in the last episode is is kind of um, a kind of natural magic that sort of just well that's where sort of what people call natural magic of today magic that actually works sort of thing is 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 tied in with it with this alchemy stuff and and to do with like life force and the thing that animates life argon chi prana whatever you, you know want to call it so i mentioned the elementals here i make a point of it because elementals are a big part of um, alchemy and part of the the paracelsus philosophy and part of the the, the hermes teachings and they're saying this fun there are these fundamental elementals you know, so I'll just read the description here from Wiki. It says, um, an elemental is a mythical being that is described in a court and alchemical works from around the time of uh, the European Renaissance and particularly elaborated in the 16th century works of Paracelsus. According to Paracelsus and his subsequent followers, there are four. So you've got these four elementals and and they're saying they're like, that's kind of fundamental to the magic stuff. It's fundamental to the occult stuff that the real things you can like, call on them. So it's like, when looking at these monster stuff, I come to then see that it's not all about the things that go bump in the night. So actually, I've not really looked at any of this stuff, but it's not all that things that go bump in the night. And, you know, it's interesting to look at. And some of these creatures seem very, very strange. So I've looked at some air ones, uh, some sea creatures, I've looked at some of these that fly through there, and we get to things like these elementals. Okay, the, uh, and we've talk, uh, seen that some of them are considered more like nature spirits, you know, and not all of them are necessarily bad at doing stuff, and, you know, like the one doing the watering, <laughs> although, I don't know, the one went wrong there. But so, so, so I suppose it's that never judge a book by its cover kind of thing starting to come through for me with this. And I remember there was a, a particular, there was an X-Files episode, the name escapes me, but it was about a reptilian. And this reptilian had ended up actually saw two men fighting and and was startled. And then, uh, you know, I think one man had, man had knocked the other one out and killed him or something. Startles the reptilian humanoid creature and goes to attack it because he's freaked out by it. And he ends up uh, try, trying to defend itself and the and the the guy bites the reptilian and the bite makes him temporarily turn human but this is what it turns out to be a peaceful reptilian creature in this x-files episode and it kind of saw us as the monsters you know because he's just minding his own business being natural and it's like we're the ones that freak it and it's what it gets me thinking about that that make, maybe it's not all maybe monsters some so-called monsters i think we're weird maybe some of them hide from us or you know maybe some of this stuff is real because there's so much of it i mean i can't fit it all into show there's so much of it in fact it was all i was laughing to myself there was so many just looking at how many sea creatures there are and how many winged um, monsters there are and then loads on land it's like phew, all over the world there's tons there's hundreds and hundreds and i thought well, it's almost like it's a leviathan task it's a monstrous task trying to put a show together for this because there's just so many you know but like I say, if I do a bit of a do a bit of an overview and see what comes up, and it's like, man, there's just tons. It's like in, in the in the Japanese in the Japanese and Chinese um, in the Far Eastern um, historical folklore, they've got absolutely tons and tons of them that are just like they've got a whole section of just ghost ones. I mean, they've got they've got um, the Yuhun Yigui, the wandering souls. In the intermediate state, they've got the Bao Jagui, the female banana tree ghosts. <laughs> you know, they're, they're like ghost trees that kind of attract you to the tree, sort of thing. You've got the Di Fu Ling, the earthbound spirits. You've got the Dao Si Gui, 
the red tongue ghosts or hanging ghosts. You've got the 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 gooey po or the old witch. You've got the new gooey, the feminine ghosts. You've got the ribengui bing, the spirits of the Japanese soldiers. You've got the niutui ma men, the gods of the underworld. You've got the shui gooey, the ghosts of the drowned. You've got the wu tu gooey, the beheaded ghosts, the yuangui, the ghosts with grievances. <laughs> uh, not them ones. You've got the Yingling, spirits of, of dead infant spirits. I remember it's sad, that one. Babies in that. You've got the Yen, the ghosts of ghosts. You know? Some of them feed on ghosts. And it's like, wow, they've got all these specific ghosts for specific scenarios. You know? It's, it's, it's just crazy. There's absolutely tons and tons of them. So like I always say, you know, go and dig into this stuff. Go and dig into this stuff, man. Because say there's sometimes some themes all, all kind of kind of pop up sort of thing and and some of these like we say some of them like the the vampire squid that turns out to be kind of real do you know what i mean but anyway moving on so we've done um i've done a bit of an a to z of the the water and the air ones we've, we've seen some <laughs> we've seen some from the far east we've seen some from the middle east i've got some i've got a few from africa here a bit of a a bit of a top 10 so um i mean <laughs> We'll check some of these out quick and then uh yeah so i mean we've been all over the world we've got some of the celtic ones from europe but yeah we've got this one now. these ones from africa then so this this is the for those that can see on the, the images being shared on the screen this is the uh this is crazy it's there's a an african creature called the groot slang the word meaning great snake it says it lives in caves uh and it's basically the Groot slang is, is supposed to be too powerful so the gods subdivided it into two animal species the elephant and the snake however this particular Groot slang thing kind of escaped it and uh, escaped the fate and reproduced so this monster's like half you know half snake half elephant now what the hell supposed to go up to 60 feet long and the caves are full of diamonds so I don't know maybe that's um, maybe that's one of them like Africa's Virgin, the dragon stories, you know. So I don't know how that one works. But yeah, next one we've got, um, we've got the Inkanyamba in at number two. So at number two for the African ones, we've got this crazy thing. It's like a, it's like a kind of a, you know, I'll zoom in a bit. It's like, it's like a huge carnivorous eel-like animal from the, the, the Zulu people who used to talk about this. The ancient uh, legends say that the Inkanyam, Inkanyambas, this weird uh, eel-like thing, teeth, Inkanyambas from South Africa has a fins or flippers that grow to a tremendous size. It says that there are actually uh, freshwater eels abundant that do grow to around six feet. But they're pale in comparison to the stories of this because it's supposed to be like some huge thing. So I don't know, man. I don't know. The next one on the list for African ones is the the Congomato. So the Congomato. This is a this is a fly monster. This is one of the fly ones, and it's uh, supposed to be from the region of Z uh, Zambia and Angola and the Congo. They describe it as um, a flying reptile. With many, uh, it, it looks a bit like a, a pterosaur. So you know, maybe it was first described by an English explorer, Frank Welland, in 1932. So, so it's been seen by explorers back in the day. So maybe it's a rare species or extinct now. It says this cryptid lives in the rivers and swamps and has a huge wingspan but no feathers. Okay, it's possibly an unknown species that exists in inaccessible places. So it's been in his sightings, I can't find it, until uh, since 1932. So that's the Congomato. So that's in at number three for the African monsters. And then the next one, we've got the number four. We've got this kind of lightning bird, the Impudula. The Impudula is a lightning bird, a supernatural bird from um, Pondo, Zulu. Uh, this is, yeah, so, so so this is from the same region, a South, uh, South African bird. 
as big as a human can <laughs> supposedly can summon uh, lightning storms so i don't know it says sometimes uh, a shapeshifter can appear as a human and sometimes said to be a supernatural uh, familiar that guards a witch or a witch doctor so that's uh be a pretty nifty guardian to have a handy pet to have isn't it? a lightning bird can summon uh summon some electric shocks for the burglars <laughs> oh the dogs are still cool though <laughs> all right the next one is uh, they've got these legend these vampire legends from africa this picture i've got up looks, these looks pretty creepy man it's well alien but anyway yeah these are called the the adzi the adzi vampires of the you people of ghana and togo have these uh these legends of these vampires been said to turn into bats the fireflies but if you catch the firefly it revert to its human uh, appearance do you know what i mean and at that point it usually goes in a frenzy trying to eat your organs so saying <laughs> what and suck all your blood while you're asleep as the insect form but if you capture it it will turn into its human form and go for your organs so it doesn't sound like a very nice chap this one but the next one, the Billy Ape, this is one of those that turned out to be real. So I'll just get a quick uh, image of this up for the, those in the video. Yeah, the Billy Ape. Billy Ape, here he is, look, here's Bill. Yeah, Billy Ape, turns out that it, this is one that turned out to be, like, they heard these legends of a mysterious ape in Africa. There was a cryptid thought to be something between a chimpanzee and a gorilla. But uh, it turns out, in other areas, it was known as the the Bondo mysterious ape, but then it turns out Central Africa, uh, they found some schools near the village Billy, in um, 1908, and so there was wondering what this sort of thing was, and you know, 21st century legend turns out to be yeah, it's a uh, evidence of a large subspecies chimpanzee, you know, found near the Billy Forest in Democratic Republic of Congo. So now it's known, it's official now, known as the. Um, uh, called the billy ape spelt b-i-l-i just because of you know because of the area where the schools are found so yeah so there we got one that turned out to be real you know so that's a uh, number six for africa's uh monsters quickly get uh, an image up of this next one it's uh the gambale the gambale was a uh, supposed to resemble a crocodile grows to 30 feet long there's a snout that's a bit shorter than crocodile though and it's got like longer legs so again this is another creature that might just be a some extinct thing or just not many of them left you know maybe there's old reports and that so you don't know they're finding new species all the time so yeah there's a crocodile with a bit more a uh, bit of a shorter face so it wouldn't be that out of the ordinary I mean, a crocodile's monstrous enough as it is, right? <laughs> so, yeah. You can see how these can be the stuff of legends. Big teeth, claws, mean face, you know? Okay, so moving on. Next one uh, from Africa in number eight, we've got uh, Deninkinanka. Some lovely little pictures. Yeah, let's zoom in a bit. I thought that was quite a nice, nice picture of it. Deninkinanka. So this is a dragon-like creature, the body of a crocodile and the head of a horse with horns. So that's strange, like a long neck, long neck like a giraffe. So let's let's imagine it. So we've got a long neck like a giraffe, face a bit like a horse, but got horns on it, body a little bit like a dragon. So a dragon horse head with horns on the top, kind of long-necked giraffey thing. So yeah, that's a weird one. <laughs> that's a weird one. So it's it's supposed to be massive though. It's supposed to be, so we've got this dragon-like creature of a body of a crocodile, the head of a horse with horns on it, long giraffe neck, thirty to fifty feet long. Okay, I mean so there was an expedition to try and find it in two thousand and six, and uh, they found what they thought might be a scale, but then they're like, no, no, it's just a bit of film or something. <laughs> but yeah, so we've got another African one there. That's at number eight. Uh, uh, number nine, we've got. Um, I've got one that it's got a kind of a, a name that seems familiar but not it's called the the Popabawa the Popabawa that's like a kind of this creature is supposed to be like a demon this one's like a demon but it's got wings 
So he's got his, but like bat, it's like a bat thing. So it says it appears normal as a human by day, and it's a, and it's a, a one-eyed cyclops winged bat monster at night. So the Popabawa, it says, I mean, this is horrible. It says it's bad enough that it looks like a Batman monster at night, Cyclops Batman walking around. But it says that it likes to attack and sodomize both men and women in the dark of night and is particularly vicious to those who don't believe in it. So basically, it rapes you. <laughs> it's a raping, it's a raping bat monster Cyclops. So Papa Bawa in Tanzania, yeah. So Zanzibar, Tanz Tanzania. I mean, I, Tanzania. I feel sorry for you, man. If that thing's for was for real, let's just presume that's just totally made up, because that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So moving on quickly. Moving on. <laughs> that was number nine. So in at number ten, this time we've got um. This is hard to say. I'm gonna have to get Hazel to say this one for me. I don't reckon she's gonna be able to say it. Let's get let's get Windows Hazel to say this one. Mukumbum. Yeah, that one's very good. Yeah, Muklumbum. Muklumbum. The so African cryptid Muklumbum is a is a cryptid resembling a dinosaur from the Congo River region, and it means the one who stops the flow of rivers, referring to its uh, massive size. Says dozens of expeditions have sought to find this huge creature, but come back with only uh, second-hand accounts and mysterious footprints. But got a picture, got a picture of the footprints. For those, uh, that's what that is. That's the Makelia Mbemba thing. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's crazy. It's, yeah, God, that is. It looks like it's three toe things. It kind of looks like dinosaur print things. A little bit just the front toe bits you know you ain't got like the whole footprint but yeah they does look kind of weird but but who knows man could be all sorts i suppose but yeah and this next one then last one for uh, the africans because this is like a bit of a bit of a top 10 there's 11 of them but <laughs> yeah a bit of a top 10 but one of them turned out to be real so sticking with one on there but yeah this next one just opened the link on man this one's crazy this one's called the the, the tikaloshi Okay, or, or Tokaloshi. It's an evil spirited gremlin in Zulu mythology. A shaman may send a, a Tikaloshi to vex his enemies, causing anything from harmlessness, fright to illness or death. So they're described as being short, hairy, humanoid figures that can render themselves invisible by swallowing a pebble. So I don't know, swallowing a pebble. Sounds a bit... Um, like Harry Potter and the Hobbit, that does that swallowing a pebble to me, it's an invisible, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know, man. But I mean, what are these things? What do you think? I, I wonder about genetic engineering, you know, because some, some of them described as like hybrids of lots of different sort of animals and stuff, or maybe it's people's wild imagination. I mean, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, some of these things, I would say, occasionally they turn out to be real. I mean, chupacabras, so many people uh, talked about chupacabra, and now the, the idea is thinking it's one of the local wolves with scabies, you know, vampire deer. It looked like Mother Nature's messing with you, but you get these um, South Korean deer that kind of look like they've got fangs, but they, they haven't really, you know. We've got those, um, I'll spell this, S-T-Y-M-P-H-A-L-I-A-M, the Stymphalian birds. If you look at them all, there's these massive birds that are over six foot with huge wingspans over eight feet. There was no, they used to get these massive birds. You know, it's been hunted to extinction. You know what I'm saying? You get you get these, some of them that turn out to be real. I'm talking to one of them. We've got um, this, this uh, Russian wild woman of Georgia. They found this woman that kind of looks like some, some subspecies. So got a, from an animalian dot com so I'll put all the links in the description yeah there's a it says in the mid 18th century hunters uh in a in the Akamache region of uh, georgia in the province of russia edge of the black sea captured a quote-unquote wild woman who had eight like features massive bosom thick arms legs and fingers and was covered in here yeah the name is xena she was uh, very violent at first but spent many years in a cage 
with food being tossed away, eventually she chilled out, became domesticated and performed simple tasks like grinding corn. She had an incredible endurance against cold and couldn't stand being in a heated room. So I don't know, man. You've got a literal wild woman that people didn't know about. And it's just <laughs> domesticated her. You know, you learn your place, woman. <laughs> she died, so Zena died in the village in like uh, 1890. The youngest of her children died in 1954. She had kids, man. You know, it's like... And yeah, and the kids could talk normal and stuff. Maybe she just couldn't talk and just got acclimatised to being out in the sticks, in nature, I don't know. It's crazy. Crazy stuff, man. And it's, uh, and like, hobbits, as I mentioned, hobbits, like Harry Potter stuff, they were hobbit people. They were, look, I've got a picture of them up, look. The skulls are about, you know, maybe a, th a third smaller. Do you know what I mean? You know, you've got the, the hobbit-like ancestors uh, found in Asia. Scientists found skeletons of a human species that grew no larger than a three-year-old child. <laughs> the species live with uh, pygmy elephants and... Uh, giant lizards on a remote island in Indonesia. So, sounds like crazy stuff, doesn't it? Crazy talk, but yeah. Hobbit people get no bigger than a three-year-old child with living with giant lizards and mini elephants. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what a pygmy elephant is, a mini, mini elephant. But yeah, it's crazy. So I checked this stuff out because I say these, a few of these things have turned out to be real. So I don't know, man. I don't know. You see what you think. That's why I wanted to have a look at this stuff, and then I'll, I might pick some out later to deep dive on. But yeah, I mean, yes, <laughs> check it out, folks. Let's see what you think. Because, like I say, it's uh, this is what this was all about. You got to connect these dots yourself. That's the way I look at it. You've got to go and look at some of this stuff. Get interested. Have conversations with people. Just speculate on this stuff. You know. Like I say, there's hundreds and hundreds just looking up these. There's, there's about 200 I've looked through, and I'm not even trying. So, you know, if you're, if you're interested in honestly, go and look at this stuff, man. Go and because like I say, we've seen some of them turn out to, have turned out to be real, so who knows what you'll discover, and then you can tell us, can't you? Which is sort of how it works. So, yeah, that's what we need. That's what we need. The more voices out there, the better, I guess. The more researchers, the better. So, I guess, you know. The way, the way we do it so anyway thanks for tuning in Liam Martin the Exile Minds podcast um, yeah this is the sixth episode so I'm going to keep trying to smash these out as many as I can like I say hopefully I keep getting better and better so we'll see how it goes but that's uh, that's my episode for today I think today <laughs> like I say go and definitely look this stuff up right and 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 check the references i'll always put the the links in the description so let's say you can you can check this stuff out for yourself i don't want you to think i'm just making stuff up so yeah go and check it out and uh thanks for tuning in listening like i said I'll, I'll keep trying my best and keep trying and bring you more free shows a week if i can so that's me liam martin exile minds podcast monsters of the world real bogus or something in between have a think about what you think about this stuff and uh, leave some comments man say hi i'll catch you next time next our minds podcast me liam martin see you later